Welcome to the Simple Cocktails Podcast. I'm Greg Mays, Managing Editor of SimpleCocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Thanks for tuning in. So this is an extra special edition episode of the Simple Cocktails Podcast. We've got some interviews for you. We have made it back safely from Texas and we've got some stories to tell, and that's what we'll be doing for this episode. First and foremost, though, let's start with a drink. How does that sound? That sounds really good. Okay. <laughs> First time we've ever opened the I bottle. I love that sound. Yeah, like I little... said with the last episode, it's not judgmental. When we empty a bottle, that's when I get like harsh on myself. When you open a bottle, it's not judgmental? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, freshness. Is that enough? Do you need some extra? No, that's fine. Are you sure? That's judgmental right there, though. Yeah, it is. I'm being judgmental. Okay, So this, tasting this episode, is related to what we're going to be talking about. This is Cinco Vodka. Man, this is like so Texas. It is so Texas. Isn't it? That sounded awful what so, I said. Yeah, it's true. So we have now made it back from San Antonio Cocktail Conference. We did. We've got some interviews that we took mm. at the show and a little bit of a summary that we're going to do. So first and foremost, of course, we are drinking some Texas vodka. And this is actually San Antonio vodka. No way. Cinco Vodka, five red stars. That bottle is gorgeous. It's pretty cool. I like the etched stars in the side right, too as well. Right, right. You got to really represent. Now, we didn't taste this, to my knowledge, at all at the show. No. Um, but they snuck it in one of our bags, and so we snuck it home, and now right. we're going to drink I some. I wanted to open it a couple of times. Yeah. And you were like, no, Lisa, it needs we to We got to take it all the way right. home. Right. We... All the way home. <laughs> yeah. So let's have a drink. Cheers. Okay. All right. Salud. Mmm. I like it. It's pretty lively. Yeah. What's the proof on that? That's a good question. I'm guessing 40 because, yeah, it's 40 proof. I wonder what it's made of. It doesn't have much of a, oh, the story's on the tag. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> the one that the you tag. took off. <laughs> Such a patriotic bottle, though, you know? It is. They use the highest quality American wheat, and they follow old world European distilling okay. methods. Okay. I don't know what those are. Yeah. But. So this is a wheat vodka. That's interesting. Really? Grey Goose is a wheat vodka. Yeah, yeah. So One what do you of my think? Favorites. Exactly like Grey Goose. Yeah, I like vodka. You know me, mm -hmm. so I'm good with this one, of course. It's a little little bit sweet on the tongue, but it's not as sweet as like a corn it vodka. Is. You're right. I thought it was going to be a corn vodka, frankly. Okay. Like uh, the other Texas vodka, if you know what I'm saying. Really? Wink, wink. Really? Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Am I not supposed to compare? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hope they're not mad. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's it tastes like we're drinking vodka from glasses. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Not it tastes so like vodka. It does. That's a compliment, right? I think we're doing okay. <laughs> so let's get into this thing. Okay. San Antonio Cocktail Conference, 2016. Yes. This was year five of the cocktail conference. Right. Uh, and w you and I have never been. No. We uh, tried last year and it just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. And we've really always wanted to go yes, to San Antonio. it's so close. It's the closest to us. It's like we've got to be at the Texas one. That's We're in New Mexico. Exactly. It makes only sense. We got to represent. Mm -hmm. Up until this year, we had not gone. No. So we went this year and we had a good time. It was amazing. A lot of great memories. I love San Antonio. Yeah. We went to San Antonio when we were younger. We I have did. to tell this story. Oh, let's hear it. We were so poor. Greg was in a punk rock band at the time. Mm -hmm. We were in, I right. think we were still in our 20s. We know each other for so long. I may have been less than 20s. Really? And that would have made you way less than yes, 20s. I was nine. No. <laughs> but anyway, we went and we were so poor. 
Yeah. Like I remember, you know, you you could you did your show. Yep. It was some kind of like skate park, and then by the time all of the you know a couple of the band members were from California, and so they got on their planes, they left, and there was three of us left, yeah. and we were sharing. I kid you not. Yeah. A. Dairy Queen, like country basket meal. Yes. And that was all we had for how many hours? Between is the it? three of us. Right. Exactly. It was for like two days. It wasn't how many hours. It was for like two days. So I remember just driving forever yeah. through Texas. I remember that. And only stopping at, you know, to get gas and. And at Dairy at Queen. At Dairy Queen. <laughs> so to say that this trip was a little bit different. It's a little better. It was a little better. It was an improvement. <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't starve at any point on the trip. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do when you're teens, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. When you're a musician, especially. It is, yeah. When you're a punk groupie. musician, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we didn't eat one meal over the course of two days. We ate multiple <laughs> meals every day. Both trips were fun, though. Yeah, it's but, true. You know, both of them were great. Memory laden. But uh, San Antonio this time was a lot funner. Yeah, it was. So I really liked the cocktail conference. Yes. I'm going to rattle off some of my favorite things. Okay. Uh, favorite thing number one was it was easy to get around. It was. And by easy to get around, I mean that really every event at the cocktail conference happened within a two block radius. Right, right. And really within a two hotel radius. All the seminars were in either one hotel or the other, and the two were basically within a couple blocks of each right, other. Right, right. I really appreciated yeah. that. Number two, I appreciated the weather. Yeah. It was almost 70 oh, degrees. So nice. I mean, here in Albuquerque, it's like in the 40s. I know. And we're bitching over here, Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> we're so cold. But it was it was nice and warm. It was. And we appreciated that. I know. I mean, light jackets at the most. Yeah. And so I totally appreciated that. The other thing, and this is the big one, I think, uh, the biggest thing I can remember is at the San Antonio Cocktail Conference, I met a gentleman who uh, in many ways embodies awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't Sylvester Stallone okay. or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I just get like a picture of how he looks now and I'm like, yeah. uh. I should just name some old dudes that look really decrepit. Yeah. It wasn't Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we go there? Because I was listening to Kenny Rogers today and he looks like a freak. Uh, so uh, the man that I met in San Antonio, Texas was Tito Beveridge. It was. The man behind Tito's vodka. The man. And it and it was impressive. First he was wearing a white sport coat that yes, had the was. Tito's logo all over. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's a that's a hideous coat. <laughs> and then I realized it was Tito himself. And you're all, and, I love your coat. <laughs> yeah. At that point it's like, you got the greatest coat ever, dude. You could really be anyone you wanted. I mean, I'm sure Bill Gates wears like a Microsoft coat all the time. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> so those are my favorites. What were your some of your favorites? Oh, I just loved it all. San Antonio was really, um, it was beautiful. The hotel that uh, we got to stay in yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. The St. Anthony Hotel. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. They had just remodeled it. Yeah. Um, we were on the Riverwalk, which had just been renovated as well, right? They had just pumped it. The right. week before, we saw the thing like, oh, they pumped out the river to clean it. Right. They do that, like, what, every three years? Uh, Is that what yeah. we found out or even yeah, less than not that? not often. Not yeah. often. So I was like, hey, this smells nice. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Doesn't smell like murky or gross right, or anything. Right, right. I think I remember it smelling in our teens. I remember it smelling a little bit murky. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it was just us because we were punk kids. Yeah, probably. But anyway, it was so beautiful. It was crisp. Yep. Um, we got to eat at this one place, Luke, and it was 
so good. Yeah. We got, ate there twice. Yes, we if did. If you recall. We did. The first opening uh, party was there. Yeah, that's right. Like the opening night media thing was there, and it was really awesome. It was beautiful. What did we eat at Luke that we ate both times, and it was wonderful every time? Raw oysters. That's right. We don't get that over here. No? Not over here. You and we shouldn't. shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't get that over here. But yeah, they were so good. Yeah. Oh, I downed those. It was a lot amazing. of raw stuff there. Yeah. Like we were having some like shrimp ceviche, right, raw. Like, right. It was a lot of good rawness. And that was just, <laughs> is rawness a word? I don't know, but it kind of makes me feel weird. Yeah. Uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a dirty word. It does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we enjoyed that. Like we we had some kind of awesome seafood while right, we were there, right? And uh, that was fun. You got, I mean, we went there for lunch one day, and you you were just like, "Give me a dozen raw oysters," right? And then you like, that's you really healthy it. though. You make it sound very gluttonous. It's not like a that's you right. know pork loin or nothing. It that's was. True. It's you know. It was healthy. It's like 12 calories. It was. We had good <laughs> cocktails there, too. Yes. I had a French 75. They, they made it with cognac. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh-huh. the old school way. You probably. know what I was pretty impressed by is there are a lot of distilleries in San Antonio, in Texas, I yeah, mean. Yeah, in Texas, yeah. So there was this one part where we got to see all of the local distilleries, mm-hmm. and um, I was pretty impressed. There's tons, mm-hmm. tons of whiskey, tons of uh, vodka. Gin. Te- tequila. There was like five kinds of gin. There was prickly pear gin yeah, and all sorts good. of awesome that stuff. Was really it was good. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It seemed San Antonio Cocktail Conference is very regional. Okay. It seemed, what did I tell you? It seemed like everyone at the conference was either from Texas or New York. Really? Didn't it seem that way? I don't know. Yeah, I don't there, was remember. A, there was a lot of kind of big name <laughs> New York bartenders okay. there. And then there was like, Everybody else was from Texas. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. And so it was it was fun to be there. I mean, nobody else from Albuquerque as far as we knew. Uh, but it was, a, it was a fun time. It was. So we went through some of the seminars. Uh, and one of the seminars we went to, a couple actually, uh, Pamela Wisnitzer. Right. Uh, who, she owns Seamstress New York, which is a, a bar in New York City. Right. And we got to talk to her for a little while. Right. That's what she had to say. Uh, well, I, th- I think drinking behind the bar is a very, very... There are a few topics in our industry that are really touchy and are really um, a taboo and people don't want to ever bring up. So I guess I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. Um, and there was a Playboy... Playboy um, com made a video, uh, a series of videos, and one of them was called Being Drunk Behind the Bar, and that's sort of where I hit my limit uh, of respect, yeah. and I had all my friends who were commenting on this video, and it wasn't fair for them to portray the fact that, like, we get drunk behind the bar, because that's not what we do, you know, that shouldn't really be something, it, if they labeled it drinking during work or drinking behind the bar, it's a little bit different, but not necessarily being drunk, that's a bad label, so I wrote up a Facebook post on December 17th that got a lot of shares a lot of talks a lot of comments and pros and cons but i think the best part about it was facilitating the conversation in the first place um you know and bringing this to light and having people have a, a forum to do so yeah what do you feel like your role was in the conversation at all? i'm i'm sort of the antithesis to to most people say i i do not drink when i work mm-hmm. i don't shun people who do and i don't, don't shame people who do mm-hmm. i think it's totally fine as long as you're responsible and you are aware um so my role in all this was sort of to bring up the other opposite end of the spectrum, which was, you know, having responsibility behind the bar, not drinking. And um, it's hard sometimes to be 
the underdog. And it's hard to stand up against people who've been in the industry for like 20 years bartending who don't feel that way or like the cool kids club, and, right. uh, which does exist. But, um, you know, luckily even people who didn't agree with me, we're, we're good friends. We talked on the side and they're like, yeah, they're like, I voice my opinion in a respectful way, you know. And, and I love that despite our differences, we are, it doesn't change our interaction, our friendship. Yeah. So I'm curious your thoughts. I, neither of you and I are not bartenders. So right. we cannot speak from the platform of a bartender. I think it was so nice because I feel like that that was part of our philosophy. It went hand in hand. And to see that she was um, getting so much feedback from that, yeah. you know, negatively. So, yeah, that entices me even more. And, yeah. and I had said that at the beginning of the interview, the fact that there were so many people who were against it means that there's a lot of minds that can be changed. Oh, I like you know? it. So, um, yeah, when she started talking that, I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. This is brilliant. I love that, which is what we're trying to do. The same thing here. Like, you know what? Invite people into your homes. Yeah. Invite your friends, people you don't even know right. because you're, you're going to be reliable towards them. You're going to want to send them home safe. So, yeah, getting drunk is, yeah. is really hurts the enjoyment of the spirit. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. You think about like a chef eats food probably when, right. when they're working, right. you know, but, but liquor is a different a different animal entirely. Right. And and she had some really good thoughts on it. You know, you don't you don't go to your normal day job and drink at work. Right. And, right. So why is it okay? I have seen it's though, an interesting position. You compared it to like chefs tasting their food. I right. have seen bartenders well you know, they'll stick their straw in and they'll mm-hmm. take out a little sip just to make sure it's okay. I I get that, but then when they're portrayed as, you know, totally getting hammered behind, which yeah. I've never had a hammered bartender because yeah. I would be so against that. Yeah, it'd be like, be Don't creepy. you touch my you get away from that simple syrup. Right, that's right. Don't you touch that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um but I'm sure that happens. Yeah. Um, I know I, <laughs> if I'm loosened up a little bit, I mm-hmm. do things better. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's right. But uh, you cuss more. I that's do. for sure. <laughs> I take uh, criticism a lot better. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. No. You're much more violent. <laughs> All right. So uh, we did one more interview as well at the, at the show. We talked to Lynette Marrero, who is one of the founders of Speed Rack. Right. And I had to sort of walk you through Speed Rack. Like I'm aware of what Speed I've Rack is. I've heard about it so often. Yeah. So it's a, a competition, although they call it like seasons. Okay. But it's female bartenders and it raises money for charity, I think specifically for breast cancer. Right, right. So it's called Speed hence, Rack. Speed get Rack, it? Right. Rack, Rack. Yeah, you wink, didn't, you wink, didn't wink. do that. No. You know Rack? No. Okay. Cut I didn't it mean out. to say Rack. <laughs> I just want to say it like four more yeah, times. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, okay. But she had some really good insight into just uh, kind of mentoring and just being wise and being helpful to young bartenders. Right. Um, my name is Lynette Marrero. I'm the co-founder of Speed Rack, um, and I'm a consultant based in New York City. I've been in the bar industry uh, since I started the Flatiron Lounge in 2004. Um, the industry was very attractive to me. I came from a performance background, and it was a time for me when, after 9-11, I said I was never going to be in an office again. And previ- before that, I never wanted to be the cliche waiter actor, but I got en- enchanted by this industry and, and all that it could offer and how it could really be a true profession um, and I, I, I love seeing what's happening in the industry you know now it's 12 years in since I started that job and how you can take all of the lessons that you've had in, in former careers and business and really break it down and today's conversation is really about communication I think it's our biggest um, in any business it's the most crucial um, skill set to have and it's listening and how you speak with others and 
as bartenders, we are very lucky in, right now in this renaissance to have a platform to uh, share our ideas, our concept through social media, through you know all the quote-unquote celebrity that happens as, as bartenders. So how can you share those experiences within your environment um, and kind of find balance through that communication is really what I want to just kind of talk to younger bartenders and give them that perspective on, on life. That's awesome. How, how are you doing that with Speed Rack? Tell so us about Speed Rack. Uh, so Speed Rack, uh, we are now, uh, well, we've raised over $450,000 uh, in the last four and a half years doing Speed Rack, and we are sharing that organization internationally. So we, not only this is our fifth year in the U.S., uh, creating this competition, which is a dual-purpose platform to promote women in the industry, but also to raise money for charity, which is bartenders are extremely generous, and there is a lot of activity that happens in our community. Um, and our skill sets are the thing we can give to to help raise money. So Speed Rack is also us spreading this uh, great uh, concept that around the world you think, you know, obviously it is a very male-dominated job, but I think in general business mostly is male-dominated. And uh, the industry of bartending actually is one of the industries where um, you have you see much more of an equal spread of men to women, and that's always been the case since women were allowed to bartend legally finally in the U.S. Um, you did see more uh, women's live being gained in the cocktail world. But at the same time, I think because it's such a physical job and women can be perceived as maybe not being strong enough, that's something like Speed Rack can really showcase how strong and incredibly talented and composed and poised uh, those competitors can be. And it's really uh, helped them get a lot of great jobs. All, a lot of our, our girls get offers for amazing uh, opportunities, brand ambassadors, opening bar programs. And so that's what it's about. It's really just highlighting all of that while uh, trying to get rid of a, you know breast cancer and, and something that really affects everybody. Wow, that's awesome. I'll echo exactly what she said in something that I've seen a lot of. I don't know if you've seen this as much, but um, women are really killing it. They are. In the bartending They are. So Lynette's talk was about, I think it was called like Letter to a Young Bartender or something like that. And she read this really cool thing. That's sort of what we were jumping off of. We talked to her after that. But yeah, there's this incredible feminism to being a female bartender. Right. Uh, she talked about the Flatiron Lounge. There's there's like four or five really popular female bartenders I can name who came out of there, opened their own bars, right. or writing books. Like, right. It's incredible to hear her say that in bartending, men and women are as close to equal as you can get. Isn't yeah. that kind of what she said? Yes, it was. Yeah, like... That's exciting. It's encouraging. Yes. It's exciting. Yeah. And and it's something we can be proud of in, yeah. the, in the craft cocktail world. You and I are not bartenders. We're enthusiasts. Right. You know, but it's something that we can be excited about. And it's cool to be a part of this whole scene and to watch these ladies just really do awesome things for charity and do awesome things for themselves as well. Right. All right, folks, that's our summary of San Antonio Cocktail Conference and a little bit of what we experienced. You know, we were there for like three or four days. Yeah. We had a a lot of fun. And frankly, we could have worked a little harder, but we were having too much fun. We were. We were having too much fun. Right. We didn't get to talk about the thing that I didn't like about the conference. What was it? Let's hear that. The fact that you didn't tell me that the hotel we were staying at was haunted until the last day. The last day. Right. That whole time, I I thought I was crazy. There was things happening, Greg. I hear high heels happening going up and down the hall there were some men i swear playing dice nobody was playing dice there's carpet outside i heard that i heard that right yeah it was creepy oh (laughs) high heels up and down the hallways 
on I, carpets. And I accidentally slipped it out. I accidentally said, oh, the bar downstairs here at the hotel is named after the seven ghosts of the hotel. <laughs> and then what did you say? You were like, ghosts of the hotel? I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? I'm all, yeah, it's a haunted hotel. Well, and not to also mention the fact that I thought you went and you got up to go to the bathroom. And... Um, it was really a ghost. You were in bed with me. Yes, I was. Yeah, that was the third. That was the third person. Oh there. my gosh! Yeah. So those uh, of you who like ghosts, please yeah. go to Saint uh, Anthony. Yeah, that's a great place to go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we appreciate you being on this little journey with us to San Antonio. Right. Uh, we wished you were there with us. It was a lot of fun. It was. I'm Greg Mays. I'm the managing editor of SimpleCocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in guys cheers